Welcome to the Nativity Podcast, where we explore the Christian faith through scripture, reason, and tradition. I'm Father Jason Emerson, and I thank you for tuning in. Today, we have a very special episode. I'm joined by my good, good friends, Joel and Amy Pakin. We had such a great conversation that I've cut this into two episodes. So let's get into it right now. So I'm excited today that we are joined by Joel and Amy Pakin. How are y'all? How y'all doing? Well, yeah. Thanks for having us, Jason. Oh, it's it's our Father honor and Jason. privilege. <laughs> uh, it is our honor and privilege. Um, uh, many of our listeners may remember that Joel and Amy are the band Tangled Blue, and they did an online virtual concert for us last fall. I think it was October, November, sometime around there. And um, they are also Lutheran pastors, um, newly minted, newly fermented. <laughs> we're ordaining what, January? Is that right? January, yeah. Good That's memory. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we watched that online. Uh, Jody and I did. That was fantastic. So, anyway, uh, Joel and Amy have joined us today to talk about Ephesians. We've been talking about Ephesians um, all month, and this is our... Uh, last episode uh, about Ephesians, and we're talking about Ephesians chapter 10. Uh, no, not Ephesians chapter 10. There is no 10th chapter of Ephesians. <laughs> Ephesians. <laughs> this is why I bring in, you know, uh, other people to talk about it, because obviously. <laughs> I, I just I've, figured you were testing us, like, let's see what their seminary told <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so this is Ephesians chapter 10. I did it again. Ephesians <laughs> chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, um, which when this airs, uh, we're recording this before the Sunday that it occurs, but when this this podcast airs, it'll be just after the Sunday in which we read this in church. So uh, Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm." Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth about your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change. For I, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. And that is, um, I think that's the, is that, that's the very end of Ephesians, isn't it? 
It uh, goes on, yeah, there's like three more verses. So uh, Ephesians ends in chapter 6, verse 24, so four more verses. Yeah. Well, there you have it. So what'd you hear? What do you think? What's this about? Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Pastor. That was so deep. (laughs) Right now, uh, Jason's listeners are thinking like, wow, I'm really glad he's not our pastor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we got Jason. Wow, man. Yeah, um, so many things. Like this verse, like, uh, I don't know if this was um, either of your experience growing up, going to uh, um, kind of evangelical Bible studies, um, uh, but it it seems like it was used um, a couple times a year. Mm. Somebody would pull this verse out for some kind of a study. It's just one of those kind of quintessential readings that gets used in North American youth ministry, it seems. Um, mm. and, and, yeah, so I think it's just one of those kind of verses that gets used a ton, and for good reason, because it's so visual. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. I, I do have, mm. when I read it earlier this week, there was one thing that I saw, I think, for the first time that I thought was really interesting, but um, before I share that thing. No, please nope. go ahead. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. So um, the thing I, that I thought was so interesting, even after I've probably read this section of Scripture or heard this section of scripture more often than most, the thing that stood out to me this last time was that every piece of that armor is a specific thing except one thing. So when it says put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, um, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. But the shoes, whatever you got lying around will be good. It's really, really interesting to me. This like, and I don't know, you know, just what the what the distinction is, but it's as shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of so peace. Flip-flops yeah. or hiking boots are yeah. fine. Whatever what but so I, I just, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting. It kind of struck me as, uh, you know, different. Um, and I think there is, again, maybe because of the strong visualization that happens, um, that in some ways that the other pieces, I don't necessarily remember that the breastplate is the breastplate of righteousness. I remember that it's the breastplate or that, you know, the the shield is the shield of faith. I remember it's a shield. But with the shoes, any old thing will do as long as it makes you ready to proclaim peace, the good news of peace. Um, and I just think that's interesting. I don't I don't know, I'm I'm still chewing on it. But yeah, that, that was that was something that stuck out in this reading um, that I don't think I'd ever kind of taken time to consider and all the other times that I've heard this, the scripture. Yeah. So, yeah. So the thing that strikes me in reading through this text today is that, um, you know, putting on the whole armor and all of its pieces is defensive so that we're able to stand. 
But then in verse 18, it, it switches to offensive, right? Um, instead of putting on something that's going to protect us, um, it says, you know, pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. This is more of an offensive thing. It's um, it, maybe that's part of getting your feet ready to proclaim the gospel of peace is offensively preparing your soul, preparing your mind, preparing your spirit for being able to proclaim the gospel. So that's where my head goes when I look through this text today. Hmm. That's really, really interesting. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that in these terms. In fact, I've, so as we talked uh, when I was on your uh, church's uh, yeah. Facebook show, um, I am have been a preaching on Ephesians this month to avoid the bread of life discourse, which goes on for like five weeks. Um, because I've you know, I'm 16 years into this gig, I've preached, preached the bread of life discourse a lot, and <laughs> I just need to go a different route. But this week, I found myself avoiding this reading because of the reasons that you've talked about so much, it's used so much. Uh, at least it was when I was growing up, and in evangelical summer camp and youth ministry and all this stuff and, and yeah. adult ministry you know, too. And I think because it is so visually obvious, right. We can, mm. we can picture it. Um, but, it, but Amy's point is not something I really thought of before. Like what's, what's the defense and what's the offense in this. And um, with prayer, <laughs> prayer is a really vulnerable weapon to deploy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, you know, um, it, it is not, it is not something in which hmm, I want to say this, like employing prayer as your offense is not going to cause or shouldn't cause physical harm to another person. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas some of the, Mm -hmm. Whereas some of the ways that we've experienced the scripture being interpreted have literally caused physical harm to people, right? <laughs> Not just spiritual harm, but physical harm to folks. Um, so I think that that's something more to parse, parse out. And that, that sentence about the shoes of your feet caught my eyes too, because it's for the gospel of peace, mm -hmm. which is the exact opposite of the Roman empire, empire's use of breastplates, helmets, swords, and boots. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's using all this militant imagery, but flipping it for peace. Yeah. And uh, that all of this is like rooted in prayer. Um, our training is prayer, right? While the army is out, the Roman army is out marching and doing their training exercises. Our training is prayer. And, yeah. and then you know, Paul's writing to Ephesus. And then uh, funny story. Real quick, because I do want y'all to talk more than me, but yeah. real quick, uh, whatever shoes will do made me think of acolytes because in 2012, I was at uh, the general convention, I was a deputy to the general convention of the Episcopal Church. It's our three-year church-wide yeah. gathering legislative body, right? Yeah. And we were learning in the House of Deputies, we were learning how to use the electronic voting tools. So we did a sample trial vote. <laughs> and... Um, the, the question put before us was, should acolytes wear closed-toed shoes? 
<laughs> and uh, yes and no. That was her choices. Yep. Yes, one. And the percentage breakdown was 50.01% yes and 49.99% no. Wow. (laughs) That's a good start, man. (laughs) It was literally, we, we, at that same general convention, we voted in the affirmative for the first trial use of rights for to bless same-sex marriages, yeah. which was a less contentious vote <laughs> than close the, to the percentage use. breakdown, a less, less, you know, it was a wider margin of a yes for that than there was about closed-toed shoes for acolytes. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. but yet, you know, Paul is saying, as shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace, Right. Uh, and yep. so I think there's there's some wisdom in there, maybe a little bit about ecclesiastical bickering, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. right? yeah. the things yeah. that churches argue about um, on the small scale, you know, congregations, uh, um, all the way up to you know our church wide bodies. We maybe we need to take a look at what we argue about. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of. Um, uh, Amy, Amy's point about, you know, the, the, there, cause there is so much, um, it's not even really defense. I mean, I, I, I even struggle with the idea of, of offense versus defense, hmm. um, a little bit because this, this whole idea that, um, the armor is, excuse me, while I close down this thing for making noise, that, the the armor is, is, is all there to serve the proclamation of the gospel of peace. Um, so I don't even know if it's defense, right? Righteousness uh, is there to serve that gospel of that good news, um, as is all the other pieces. It's maybe defense, the sword to put out the quench the flaming arrows of the evil one. But what I was just thinking about right now is, is um, what if we kind of rearranged um, the sword of the spirit, um, sword being this cutting thing, but of course the, the word there is pneuma. So the sword of the breath, which mm-hmm. is the word of God. Um, and, and then that next verse, pray in the breath at all times, in every prayer and supplication, every prayer and request. Pray in the breath at all times, in every request. So in some ways, it, it feels to me like when you think about like doing your cardio workout, right? It's, uh, it's about um, training oneself, um, one, one's body to breathe well, to breathe deeply. Um, and, and I can get into that. Yeah. If I were going to, you know, give this to a high school youth group again, Hmm. I might think about highlighting those pieces. Did you also notice that there isn't an active battle as far as like the action word is withstand, stand, stand, (laughs) and do some more standing, right? It's about standing firm 
it's not about running toward other with a, a sword of the spirit or, um, you know, getting on your horse to proclaim the gospel. It is standing. Mm. So we're putting on this armor to stand. You've been listening to the Nativity Podcast, where we explore the faith through scripture, reason, and tradition. Thanks very much to our special guests, Joel and Amy Pakin. In addition to being Lutheran pastors, they are also the band Tangled Blue. You can check out their music at www.tangledblue.com. That's www.tangledblue.com. And be sure to tune in next week for the second half of our conversation. If you came to the podcast through iTunes, we would love a five-star rating and review. You can also find us on Spotify. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so online. Go to the Church of the Nativity website, www.nativityfto.org slash donate. This is Father Jason Emerson from the Church of the Nativity asking you to never forget, God loves you more than you could possibly imagine.